Hello and welcome back to the Build Shop Podcast. I am one half of your hosting crew, Ryan Brath, and I would like to welcome to the show my co-host, Mike. How are we doing? RB, I'm good. I'm good and enjoying the nice cold weather here. I'm sure you're enjoying some nice warm weather. Oh my goodness. Don't get me started. So if, if people aren't aware, and I know Mike, you are very much well aware, I am with Ian and Matt and our two contest winners in Pinehurst. And let me tell you, the humidity in North Carolina can be absolutely brutal. Today, I think with the humidity, we hit about 90 degrees. I wore pants. I, I brought too many, I brought too many pairs of pants. It was scolding. But uh, nonetheless, an absolute great time from start to finish. Yeah, it's uh, pants. That's a, that's an interesting call for for the South. It was um, something where, well, if I'm being honest, I didn't have a lot of golf pants, Mike, that really fit recently. So I went out and I got a few pairs. I've always had shorts that like fit very comfortably, but uh, I thought to myself, you know, if we're hitting the low 60s in Ontario, we're probably not too far off from that in the south. Big mistake. <laughs> uh, but uh, nonetheless, it's been uh, a lot of fun. And actually, to be honest, today with the sun, I almost felt more comfortable wearing pants than shorts because it was just beating down on us today. And I was That's in a good. cart, so that helped. That's good. What course did you play today? Uh, well, I didn't play. Now, that's the one thing I like to like want to make sure that everyone gets a very much across here. I've been able to witness great shots and not so great shots. And in my head, I just picture myself being able to execute always the good shot. So um, we played number three. The first day we got here, we played number three late into the evening. We played as a fivesome. So I actually played all 18 holes with our two contest winners and Ian and Matt. We played in about three and a half hours. We zoomed around number uh, three very quickly. And then we played number two. And uh, that was the next day. And then today we played number eight. So number eight is a big, like a Fazio course, kind of cut through the woods. Obviously, most people are very familiar with number two and the recent renovations by Corin Crenshaw. It is unbelievably intimidating off the tee. But it's one of those things where you, when you're standing on the green and you look back, you realize how much space you have, which yeah. I don't think, which is, it's very visually confusing, but when you're on the golf course and I haven't played a lot of golf courses that have been, I want to say very much architecturally designed well. Yeah. You know, most, most of the time you're like hitting to the spots where, you know, you got to hit it too, or they're not overly long or anything like that. But it was one of those things where, you know, everyone says, when you stay on the, on the green and you look back and you're like, oh man, I should have hit it there. You see that all day on number two yeah. and it's a pretty awesome thing to see. So, uh, that's, that's been really cool. I didn't, I didn't really play in too many holes. I, I played one hole with our group. Our caddies were bugging me cause I was, I had my clubs and a camera and like, you gotta play, you gotta play. So, uh, if I was, you know, I don't want to brag, but I shot one over on, there you uh, go. on number two. Cause I, I think I bogeyed 16. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. No, that's cool. No, Piner's a good spot. It's uh did you get to play the cradle? Oh, Mike, don't get me started on the cradle. The cradle could be the most fun you could possibly have on a golf course. Yeah, uh, we were out there. We we played uh yesterday before our round, which was at two o'clock. So we played, I think like 
mid morning, had a blast. It is, they got music playing. Now, the one thing is, and we had a lot of people ask this on Instagram, which I thought was kind of funny, but like, they're like, did you hit off mats? And to be honest, because it is a short course and because they move the tees around all the time, you hit off mats, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think is a big deal. Like if you think of over the overall experience, it's nothing. Yeah. And it was a blast. Like again, music playing, you have any holes anywhere from 55 yards to 120 yards. And you're just out there to have fun. Like the hard thing to explain, and we experienced this tonight when we were on the putting green, like just the big, um, I can't remember the name, but like thistle, thistle something. Thistle I really should. This will do. Thank you, Mike. Have you been here before? You should, you should definitely explain this to me. Um, but when we played this will do tonight, we were out there, we played as a five. So we played with uh, Victor from VA shafts, our two context winners, uh, Michael and Corey. And it's really hard to quantify like the vibe of a golf course. Yeah. Like you can, you can go to, really high-end clubs that don't really feel very welcoming. You can go to high-end clubs that feel like even if you're a guest that you've been a member there for like a dozen years, like there's, there's something about the vibe that a, a place can create like a time and space and all of those things. And the, the putting green does that. It's, it's almost, it's again, like, I say it like it's really unusual, but it's like, it's very hard to quantify. I've I've experienced it very few times on the golf course. The only other time I can really explain it would be like when I was at Sweden's Cove a couple of years ago and played in an event and everyone is out there to have fun. And the other part of this is too, is like families. There's little kids running around mom and dad with a couple of kids, like little 14, 15 month year old running around with, with mom and dad and the other kids a little bit older and they're putting and everyone's having a good time. And the other part of it too, is like, because of like this will do over kind of oversits the the cradle is the one thing I've, I've never seen in my entire life. And I've, I've been to Cabot. So that's really the only other experience I have. I can't say that it's a, it's a huge depth of yeah. travel, travel golf experience. I've never seen so many groups of women on the golf course having so much fun. Yeah, that's cool. And for myself, like my wife loves to play the whole time when I was talking to Ian and Matt and Victor and our our contest winners, Corey and Michael, it was like, all I see is like, my wife could be here. We could play golf on one of the shorter golf courses. We could come to the putting green. We could go to the cradle. And the whole time she would be like, this is a blast. And it's, it's hard to be able to create that in a lot of other places, but Pinehurst does that. And it's a lot of fun. I just, it's, it's pure fun. Yeah. And that's the nice thing too, of having the, having all those different varieties of golf makes it a, an easy kind of persuasion of like, Hey, let's go to a golf resort for a vacation. And I'm sure the wife is like, Oh, great. Here we go. Another golf vacation, but the whole family can be included, which is pretty cool. And that, and that's part of it. Like, I think the, when we, when we got here, we got here a little late in the afternoon. We were one of the last groups off on number three late in the evening because they're like, yeah, like grab some cards, go out and play, play as a five, some get done in like our short period of time that we did. And 
I remember kind of joking with the starter who was a, a woman on number three and she was really lovely lady. And I said, I, I, you know, not, not in like in kind of a joking way. I'm like, what makes everybody so happy around here? And then someone else who was there, like in another group was like, this is, this is golfers Disneyland. And yeah. as someone who's, as someone who's been to Disneyland, if I was to market for Pinehurst, I would say, no, Pinehurst isn't golfers Disneyland. Disneyland is non-golfers Pinehurst. Yeah. Because it's, it's all about creating this fun experience, no matter of your skill level, your experience in golf. And it's as much as it's about the golf, it has nothing to do with golf. It's about having fun. And I think that that's what so many people miss out when it comes to the game period. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree. It's, um, it's, it's such a good, it's such a good spot. I haven't been in a long time. I think I was there and, oh, I don't even remember the year I was there, 2014, 2015. Um, you know, and it, I mean, even the hotel is just the Carolina hotel is amazing. I hope you guys have experienced breakfast already. Um, it is, uh, the best breakfast in the United States, but yeah, the whole, the whole property is awesome. And golf outside that area is just, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It really, really is a cool spot. So, you know, I've, I've obviously blabbered on for enough time here, Mike. So tell me about your experience. So you've been here before, what courses have you played and like, what, what was your overall vibe? Because again, I've explained my experience, but I want to know your experiencing experience, sorry, working with a caddy and just being out on the property and, and just playing golf. Who did you play golf with, by the way? Uh, it was just my dad and I, we went for an extended, a very extended long weekend, almost a week. I played two, four, seven, and I got on to number nine. Uh, and then I, when I was there, I played tobacco road and mid pines um and cccnc so it was a very long weekend it was i was there for a week um, that's not a weekend mike you can't yeah. you can't say six days a weekend that's a week just say you were there yeah. for a there week, was there was not 30, a weekend. 36 in one day so we were there for yeah we were there for six days and played golf for five days um but yeah no it was it was great it was awesome uh it was my dad and i went down we played tobacco road a separate trip which was pretty cool. Um, it's great. We stayed at the Carolina hotel. There is a pub in one of the hotels down the street. I think it's the Holly Inn or something like that. And you can like, there's like a putting challenge in the pub that I did. Um, you know, I was very, I was young, so I, I couldn't drink back then, but I would imagine it'd be a great time to have a drink and try that putting challenge. Um, I can't harp off harp on enough about the um, the breakfast of the Carolina hotel. If you're ever in the area and you're not playing Piners, but you want breakfast, go to the Carolina hotel. Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. The caddies were great. I, I had a caddy that we played number two first and, uh, and he caddied for us the, the rest of the week. We requested him to caddy at a couple other tracks for us. Um was still still in touch with that guy. Um, he's uh, I think he's a corrections officer or something like that in in, <laughs> in the Carolinas. So um, still keep in touch. He's always picking my brain about gear and stuff like that. So um, yeah, Piners is a is an awesome spot. You know the 
the Payne Stewart, um, you know, statue is always great. Hopefully you boys get a photo with that. Um, the memorabilia in there in the hallway, I don't know if the clubhouse has changed much, but there's tons of memorabilia when you walk down from all the U S opens and stuff. It's lots. It's, tons it's of that such, stuff. it's such a good, it's such a good spot and it's not far from, I'd imagine you guys flew into Raleigh, but it was, um, yeah, I mean it, it's awesome. I I need to, I definitely need to get back. Uh, I've got a couple other places on the bucket list before Pinehurst, but um, definitely want to get back. There, there is this, and I've I've heard it before. And I know I've mentioned the podcast before, but on the fried egg, talking to like listening to Garrett Morrison, I've had the chance to talk to Garrett Morrison, and he's done these these like little episodes on things that are outside of course architecture mm-hmm. like a time like a t- what what exists in like time and space really which sounds very high level or whatever you want to call it but pinehurst executes that to absolute perfection yeah and they don't that they don't f about and that's the thing that i i, I can't emphasize enough when you're here is that there is this uh, there's like this never ending nostalgia, but they're always looking to improve. Right. And that's where I think people understand the, you know, I, I, I kind of joked about it earlier on, but like the, the, the Disneyland level of execution, because you have something like the cradle, which is very new. And even today they were out there working on this new pavilion out there, which is like a bar and like this little entertainment thing. And, you know, we're here, there's, there's a, there's a, a like a, a corporate event that's been going on over the last couple of days. And they basically took over the cradle tonight. And while we were on Thistle do, we heard a hole in one hmm. and it just, it echoes, it rumbles throughout the place. You, you couldn't sit on the patio around the building and not hear this thing go off because people are excited. You hear the clapping and all of this stuff. And to be able to create in, like an environment for that, which is so new. And when you transition that from the fact that it's 150 yards from the 18th green of number two, which is a golf course that is, I don't know, close to hundred years old, if not over hundred years old, don't, I apologize to the golf historians out there for my, lack of exact knowledge on that but you have this very much historic golf course next to this place that is extremely welcoming and easy to play and a lot of fun to play and they touch each other they inter intersect each other in this world of golf and that creates this to use a um, a terrible kind of analogy it's like it's like this modern nostalgia because you can't you can't go out and experience that and say it to yourself, I don't want to experience that again. But you also can't not go if you do play number two or you play like a modern golf course like the Gil Hans design number four and enjoy that to say all of these things fit together for people. And to be able to experience all of that and have a lot of fun, regardless of your skill level, which I think is very important. I don't think, I don't want people to think that you have to be a single digit handicapper to enjoy any of these golf courses. Cause there's lots of tee options and there's lots of places to hit from, especially when it, again, to, to emphasize the experience on the cradle, I think 
if I was to come here and I was to bring my wife who is a golfer, she's a say 16, 17 handicap golfer really enjoys the game for her. I think the golf courses she would enjoy would be number three because it is a short, I would say it's like a, a mini short version of number two. It's not exactly the same by any means, but it's a very fun golf course. And to be able to experience that and the crail and the putting green for her, that's, that's all she would need. That's all she would really want to play. She doesn't want to be punished to play golf and have fun, yeah. but to be able to go to the spa and like be able to hang out, like everyone gets to enjoy the experience on the level that they want to experience. And to me, that is what makes any vacation, any, anything that somebody wants to do when you have different people involved is the most important element of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great spot. Did you go to the brewery today? We did. We went to the brewery, went for a little barbecue this evening and uh, had a lot of fun. We, it was, it was a, it's a great spot. And I don't think people realize like when people say the town of Pinehurst and we were also lucky to be invited to golf pride today, which is very close to number eight. So that's, that's a little bit of a drive. It's like a mile and a half, two miles. Mm -hmm. Uh, but everything in Pinehurst is there's a shuttle service. So if you want to go where you want to go, you just ask and they'll drop you off within a certain kind of radius of the resort, which is very easy. So we went over there. We got to, got to check out the R and D facility. Shout out to Andy who, who gave us our tour. We loved it. We got to see the retail experience, what they're still working on. I know it's been delayed because of COVID because they can't have a lot of people in the building just kind of randomly, which I understand, but to see the R and D experience like they can this is the thing that i thought was fascinating if if they have somebody come in like a group from an oem for example right and they're touring and they're doing like their little like sales meeting stuff they can go from 3d printing to tool and die to working prototypes in roughly 48 hours jesus can you imagine going in there and being like i really think this idea of a grip of you know this shape and, and all of this stuff, I think this would be like really good on our newest product, right? So they do that. They have their sales meeting. They talk about numbers, blah, 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 whatever that happens to be. Maybe they go and play golf. And then the guys at the shop take over. They 3D print. They see what this works like. And the other thing too, which I mentioned to them, and Mike, I know you help run the build shop at TXG. And I know you've worked with me in the past. I'm a stickler for cleanliness. You could have lunch, you could have dinner, you could have breakfast in the shop at Golf Ride, and it was impeccable. Insane. And that was the thing. I, I know that they took they took great pride in that, in the fact that you could walk around this R&D facility that's been open for two years, and you could unload a you could unload a picnic anywhere you wanted in that facility, and you never felt like it was it was messy, it was dirty, it was very well organized, and that. As, as part of like seeing it, they said to me, I was like, listen, I've run a shop before, not like the tools that you guys have, but you guys obviously, and your, your, your employees take great pride in cleanliness. And that's, that was their whole thing was the fact that, you know, it's, it's something where I know how hard they work because they could be here Friday night till 10 o'clock doing prototyping and they're doing their paint fill on the grips that they do by hand which is the same for every retail grip, by the way, if anyone's ever curious about it. And at the end of the day, the shop is immaculate. 
and it's, it all comes down to the pride they take and how much work that goes into what they do. And I think that's a, that's a big, not a selling point because it is an R and D facility, but how much pride they take in what they do when it comes to creating product. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's impressive. Definitely. Uh, when I saw they moved out there and they built that facility, it was one of the things that I I'm excited to go see one day. Um, but to hear that story, that's pretty damn impressive. When, if you, if you are coming from the Pinehurst resort and you are going to number eight golf course, you cannot mm. not see their facility. Okay. It's, it's on, it's on the left side of the, of the, the road that leads into the golf course. And it's this really cool modern facility. They have a nine hole putting course built into the carpet of the grounds of the facility. You can check out their website. You can check out what it looks like from an architectural standpoint. And I think it's, it's something that if you're, if you're just a golf nerd or you're, or you're an architecture nerd and you're a, a, a work manager, you're a people manager person to see that and see like the facility they've created is, is very, very cool. And I, you know, they don't do public tours, just, you know, very clear on that. But to, to be able to even just watch that video, you realize not only how much they've invested in their facility, but how much they've invested in being able to help golfers, you know, find the grip that works for them by constantly prototyping. And that relates to OEMs too, because, you know, we did see some OEM prototype grips today that are for, you know, full swing clubs and putters. And they're always looking at innovation. And like any golf company who is creating components, Golf Pride is they work for all the OEMs, right? Like they create product for all OEMs. They create products for other uh, sales outlets within the industry. So they play this very neutral role and their goal is just innovate. Innovate for everybody, innovate for the consumer. And I think that's, that's obviously very, very cool. Yeah, that's cool. Anything you can tease of some grips that you saw? No, nothing from as far as full swing grips are concerned. There wasn't uh, anything that we saw that I could like completely shout out. But there's a company that uh, they have a meeting with an OEM coming up, which is um, one of the big, say five. And there was a very cool color putter grip. It was Neat. very similar to their their standard like um, profile as far as like a normal rubber putter grip but it was a very unique color. And now having seen it in the prototype stage, my curiosity is at what point do we see this at the retail level? Because now yeah. I'm like, Ooh, if they like, obviously they've got this color profile within their portfolio. You know, now that I've seen the grip color, obviously the OEM is working on this color option for their putters, maybe at some point, or maybe even maybe it's just a head cover. But how does that lead to the retail side? Because for me, like I love the the build up to a product. So now I want to know, like, how can I spitball like what this actually means for a product? And I think that to me, that's really cool. But yes, saw a very neat grip, and I'm I'm very interested to see where it actually leads to. But well, speaking of golf pride, Sam Burns uses NDMC Black Whites, who won the Sanderson Farm on the weekend. That's my first segue into the next topic, Harvey. No, that's good. Cause I was, I was actually going to mention the UW from Callaway, which I know that we are very excited to test in the upcoming weeks on the TXG channel. Um, I want to say our, our boy, which is, you know, maybe that's playing a little too close to the chest, but uh, my 
former colleague at Golf WRX and now works for Callaway, uh, Johnny Wonder, kind of teased it out. He kind of, for many, many times, we saw it on Instagram. We saw it from Graham McDowell at first. But uh, the UW will be soon available to the public, which I think is very cool. It's like a half utility, half hybrid. And it's one of those things where, you know, I don't believe there's one in the in the bag of sand burns, but Callaway itself is continuing to push this this envelope of fairy woods and hybrids. And they're not the first, like Wilson has done in the past. And Cleveland has recently brought it out in their their high bore series with the the Phi Wood or the yeah, fairway hybrid. Fibrid was their thing. Yeah. And you know, I think it's it's very interesting because people are always like the longer clubs are something that people really have a difficult time with. So, you know, I interrupted your segue, Mike, but let's, let's move on to that. So Sam Burns did win the Sanderson, which is his second win on Sanderson. tour, right? It's impressive. He, uh, he's a good player. Again, I know, uh, I know Johnny wonders chatted about him a bunch, but Sam Burns is a hell of a player. And I think he's, I think he's playing this week at the, what, what tournament is it this week? The Shriners. I think it's Vegas uh, this week because even um, yeah. I think I saw a post by Adam Scott playing at UNLV, which I think is like if you look back, there was some. There's been some fantastic players at UNLV, including Adam Scott, and although he hasn't won a major or anything like that, Ryan Moore was yeah. another player that played in Las Vegas. So to see those guys coming back to the Shriners, I think is really cool. Uh, it's it's a it's a fall series event, but it does draw those players because it's a cool course. I, I always think the Shriners is very entertaining. If, if nothing else, you get good entertainment when you're watching professional golf. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be the, the U.S. Open that finishes it around par. But entertainment for the PGA Tour, as Rory says, you know, this is an entertainment product, and they do a good job, you know, presenting that when it is in those cool golf courses. And sometimes the Shriners is always a little – equipment drop you know there's always some type of new equipment through an oem uh this time of season uh, oh, but i can't remember either. i was i was trying to look it up um earlier but i'm pretty sure like on sunday sam burns was like don't i mean don't call me on this but i'm pretty sure he was anywhere between like four and six under on the final day that's pretty impressive for a sunday round he was one of the low rounds i think yeah and uh oh, darn it no, I'm gonna let me just stall here for a uh, for a second. You know, like you know, Celine Boutier won on the LPGA tour, which I think is cool. And for us Canadians, Brooke Henderson came second. Uh, yeah. which you know, she's played very well. I can't I I don't think she's she's I think I can't what was her her was her last tour event win in LA? Was that what it was when she won in LA? Yeah. Um because like I think what was that? Um, not I, I, it's not Wentworth. It's uh, what's the court? What's the private course in LA? Wilshire. The w. Wilshire. Yeah. Wilshire was a great golf course, and I think it's a great golf course for the LPGA Tour because, like, there was there's a lot of undulation. There's a lot of very cool, uh, especially uh, well coming down the stretch. Obviously, like the last hole is great. Uh, the back nine, one of the par fives is very reachable and it was, it was very entertaining. Uh, was it Sahith Nagala on the LP, uh, on the PGA tour? Sorry. Like he was a guy who was, uh, 
played college golf, young guy, kind of made it through the, the Q school there. He finished top 10, which is, again, com- like very impressive for a player that was coming off of basically no status at all, being able to play his way into like a top, I think almost, I want to say almost a top five. Yeah. And Since, I think I looked it up. Sam Burns was five under uh, yesterday or Sunday. Whatever. What is, I don't even know what today is. Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. So yeah, on Sunday he was five under. Yeah, that was, that was a good score. That's an impressive Sunday Sunday score to take a W. And and for those looking, there's I know there's actually a pretty cool uh, again full credit to Johnny Wonder for who works for Callaway Golf. Like he uh, he does a really cool breakdown for a lot of like a lot of the stuff that's in the Callaway players' bags. It's uh, obviously he's a Callaway guy. Just like the same, if if you're looking at uh, looking at, uh, uh, for example, like TaylorMade stuff, uh, Harry Higgs did a video with Trotty. He's done a couple of videos with Trotty out at Bandon Dunes, which I thought were really cool. Uh, have you checked those out, Mike? Uh, I have not yet. No, I need to. I definitely need to check those out. I know they they were shot in the uh, I think early fall when uh, when the Taylor made did a, a group trip out there. I know my friend again, a friend of mine at uh, at Golf WRX, Brian Newton was out there at Band and Dunes, oh, yeah. and they nice. shot some stuff. And that was, you know, what that that kind of brings us back. So I'll go two ways on this. One was is well, there's a couple things. One, either Harry Higgs is under understatedly very tall, or Trotty is a little shorter than he might look in most videos because he's the one featured in them, which I always thought was kind of funny. But uh, the one thing that I think is really cool about Pinehurst and, you know, you can, you can take it for what it is. Like I'm, I'm a big walker, generally speaking, but you know, on number, on number two, if you're playing and you're in a cart, you have to stick to the cart path. But a lot of the other golf courses, they're very much like a member driven golf course. Like, you want to take a cart? Take a cart. We played eight today. We took a cart. I was out there uh, videotaping, or I say videotaping. That is, no one. We're not using tapes. We haven't used tapes in twenty years. But I was out there taking video of our contest winners, Michael and Corey, playing with Matt and Ian, and just getting shots of the golf course. And did the same thing at the cradle and and all and, and number two as well. And it's. It's very friendly to people that are casual golfers. I cannot imagine a lot of casual golfers going to Bandon. I'm sure it happens. You have those 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 golfers who are just want to go out, play with their friends, have some fun. You know, maybe play two or three rounds of golf. They're not gonna, they're, there's no chance they're playing 36 a day, but they're going to go out there and. You know, that's, that's perfectly fair, but yeah, if you just want to go and take a cart, Pinehurst offers that. And I think that that was the one thing where I was like, Oh, you mean we can take a cart? And you're like, yeah, whatever. Take a cart. It's like, we don't care. Um, it's not a big deal. Like we want you to enjoy the experience and they do that. And, uh, to, as I said, it is Sahith Thagala who finished, uh, finished T8. So top 10 at the Sanderson, who was, who's basically a rookie this year. 
And nice. what is so he's sitting in the FedEx Cup. He, you know, it's, I know it's obviously very early, but he's a 27th in the FedEx Cup, which I think is pretty impressive for someone who was a college golfer just a couple of years ago. Very but, cool. Uh, very, very cool. So what else, what else is going on, Mike? Any, any cool builds in the build shop? I know. So for those, we're going to, we're going we're gonna to give you a little peek behind the curtain right now. Um, it is late on a Tuesday night. We've had a, a long day of golf here at Pinehurst, a lot of day of, of, of recording video and traveling to and from golf courses and back to the resort and all of those things. So that's, uh, that that's sounds like I, a real, sounds like a real tough day. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I, t- I tweaked my knee stepping out of a golf cart this morning, Mike, and that's the, uh, that's, that's peak performance as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, a lot of like, people joked about, you know, oh, you're going to play golf and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, I got to experience number two without hitting a single shot. Oh, sorry. I did play one hole. I, I will say that. Um, but I got to, in my head as I was watching the guys play eight, for example, today and then shooting all the video, I thought to myself, for every bad shot, I thought, oh, I could probably hit one better than that. And for every great shot, all I could think of was great. So in my head, as I traveled around eight today, I probably shot around even par, which is, exactly not what I would have shot today. Uh, but I got to live vicariously through our contest winners and, and Matt and Ian, which I thought was a lot of fun. And I won't give up the result, but they did play a match. It was by random draw, righty versus lefty. We have a Canadian and an American as our contest winners. And uh, came right down to the final hole, which is kind of cool. Oh, and by the way, have you ever seen a fox squirrel? Did anyone, when you were here, did anyone see, like show you off like what a fox squirrel was? No. Oh, because like, so we saw our first fox squirrel on number two, and we were taught we were kind of joking with our caddies. And I can't remember what hole it was, but this, this thing ran across the fairway. And at first it looked like a really small skunk. And we thought, oh, that's that's like a that's a tiny skunk. Is that a baby skunk? And they're like, oh no, no, that's a fox squirrel. And it's almost like a mix of a, I want to say a, only because of their mannerisms. They kind of like walk around and they sit up and they kind of pick things through their hands and they're very dexterous with their hands. Like they can move around very quickly is uh, it's like a monkey and a squirrel had a baby, but they call it a fox squirrel, hmm. but the tail kind of sticks out like a fox. Like it, it sticks out almost perpendicular to the ground. It kind of floats in the air. They were uh, very interesting to see, which I thought was kind of funny. Other than that, we haven't seen any wildlife, but uh, I've heard there's gators in the ponds around here, but uh, luckily for us, we haven't encountered any of those. And the other thing I'm very glad we haven't encountered is snakes because no, uh, no love. Were you in any love grass on number two? Well, I mean, I videotaped other people in it, <laughs> but uh, you know, you, you, know the, you know, the one thing though, and I experienced it a little bit on number three and only in number two, as I was running around doing some videography was when you listen to a lot of players, especially at Augusta, which I never thought about because, you know, when you're Augusta, you're pretty, I would say you're relatively far back. Like they've created this fan experience where you get this great visual, but you're not actually that close to the, the, the players mm-hmm. is what pine straw and how slippery it is. Yeah. I can, I can see players ripping out ACLs, hitting off pine straw. Like if you wanted to run, 
and like give yourself two or three feet of like just slide or glide, just do it on pine straw <laughs> because you will slide on this stuff when it's dry. I can't imagine when it's wet, but you're like trying every time you like you hit it, I hit it into it on number three. I've been like digging my feet down to the sand, which of course isn't that much stable just to try and get a base for trying to hit a shot because of how slippery this stuff is. And I'm, I'm playing with spikeless shoes, but they've got a lot of grip and like the feet are just floating on this stuff. It was like, it's this crazy experience because we really don't get that where we play in Ontario is, yeah. you know, maybe in the fall you get a little bit of leaves, but you can like leaves, but you can shuttle leaves around. You can kind of do it with pine straw, but you got to worry about, you can't, if you're playing by the rules, you, know, you move a little bit of pine straw. It's like a, it's like this big, like puzzle. It just kind of like shifts everywhere around, and you could you can move your ball in a in a heartbeat. So, but it is interesting. Like I think it's sand, sand golf, especially off Bermuda, and, and well, people will be able to check this out soon in some video content that we've we've created for TXG is what what a different experience it is trying to hit off grass like this. The first time I experienced Bermuda was in Florida. And every time I go to Florida, I think about the PGA show, the first couple of times it went, you play in like these events and it's like, my short game is garbage. <laughs> it's like trash. Like you can't hit a single shot. You're like, Oh, I got my, got my wedges dialed in just before I get down to the, the show. And then I can't hit a chip shot to save my life. And it's like, well, what's the problem? Well, the problem is the grass. It's not me. It's the grass. I got a well, I got a Bermuda grass sixty degree wedge, um, that makes it down to the PGA show, and you just got to keep swinging. You can't let it grab your club. You got you got to swing aggressive, right? Yeah, really aggressive, almost to where it like I don't know, even like on little short shots and stuff like that. Like I spent a lot of time, like growing up, spent a lot of our summers in in like South Carolina and. Um, that's a lot of Bermuda grass. And I, I remember taking a lesson one time and the, the guy there was just like, I was like, my wedge game sucks here. And he goes, he goes, even if you're hitting like a small little pitch shot around the green, he's like, I want you to like, I'll, I'll never forget it. Short backswing and just follow through and just con- like, just completely make a full swing at it. Um, and ever since then, that's the, every time I've got a wedge shot in Bermuda grass, that's the, I hear that guy's voice you know, short backswing and follow through and, and it, it seems to work. And I, I do have a wedge that works off Bermuda grass quite well, but, um, but yeah, no, Bermuda is uh, definitely a different cat takes, uh, anytime I've traveled and, and you're playing Bermuda, it's always taken at least a couple rounds to kind of get confident with it again. What's that wedge, Mike, please t- give, give us, give the people what they want. Like what, it's, what is that wedge? Uh, it's an, artisan 60 uh it's like an mt grind slash r grind it's got like a really thick massive sole on it kind of like cord out cavity um really soupy leading edge and um a little bit of a bevel and the thing is just a bermuda basher the thing works unbelievable it's great but only in bermuda If, if i was to use it out here it it digs, it gets stuck. I can't, I can't get underneath. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting wedge. I mean, the grooves on it are pretty fresh still, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a funky wedge. That's for sure. I know, uh, one of the things that, that Ian has talked about is 
uh, when people think about hitting a wedge shot, it's like the V versus the U, mm-hmm. right? Like some people can be very steep. So it's like in and out, but the U is like being able to glide. If you think about a plane or a skipping stone, and that's the thing that I've, when I, again, I, I did get to play the cradle and I played number three and, you know, we've, we've worked around the short, we've got to mess around the short game area quite a bit. And that is you get the wedge, you get the open face, you expose a ton of bounce and you just throw it in behind the ball yeah, and you let it react. And Gary Flusky, who I know we've done a lot of videos with, uh, that's kind of like what he talks about is the fact that you, people, you have to use the bounce and having a, a, a wedge that has a high bounce or a high effective bounce, the wider sole is creates this, this built-in forgiveness, which I don't think people understand when it comes to like what that can actually mean with using their wedges. And that really, I mean, that really applies to almost any turf condition, whether it's, it's soft bent grass or rye grass and in, in like, the upper Northeast or in, for us in Ontario, when you're off clay and it's a little soggy is when you use the bounce and you let that club work its way into the ball, it, it, it wants to skip, but it, if you, if you have the right technique, it skips to the right purpose or skips the right point at your low point and the ball catches the right spot on the face and it just gets up, which I thought was really cool. So here's a fun story, Mike. Um, I don't know if this is, well, maybe we'll call it the last kind of thing of the the day, but, um, I guess almost, almost three years ago now, I was lucky enough to be at an event for Callaway. It was the launch of the Epic flash driver. There was a lot of people there. Yeah. Anthony, Anthony Taranto was out on the range. We had, um, Kira Dixon, Amanda Balionis or Eric Anders Lang, the no laying up crew. They were all there for this epic driver launch event. The guy from the Baxter, I don't Colton or something, whatever his name is. I've, I've never watched an episode of the Baxter in my life. I didn't have to what? ask to the person. Come on. I never watched. I've never watched. You watch the Bachelor, Bachelor, Mike? Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette. Yeah, it's good. Good drama. I know a, a good customer. Well, he's not really a customer, but a good cut. Cu- well, a good customer of mine's best friend was on the Bachelor and watched Bachelor in Paradise, watched a little Love Island in the summer. Yeah, you know. I got to take all the notes I can down for the, take all my notes down for the dating tips, just so, you know, in case that, of emergency, when they call me to be is, the next bachelor. Well, see, that's the thing, Mike, like I, I have been a taken man for a long time. So as far yeah, as, there you, go. you know, you know, getting the scoop, I'm not really yeah, concerned about there's any ladies that. listening out there. Your boy's single. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like he was there and, um, but another person who was there was Bryce Butler, who at the time was playing for the Miami Dolphins. Um, big, massive golf fan, big techie golf guy. And we were out on number two yesterday, which would have been, I guess, Monday at this point. And it was raining. And so, you know, be very honest, like, you know, full behind the curtain experience here. There was a shotgun corporate event on number two, and I'm, I can't imagine what they paid for that corporate event. Good for that company and good for everyone else involved in that. But we were one of only six groups on the golf course last night, which was an experience in and of itself to be one of the last groups. And we were right around nine, headed towards 10, and we stopped. It started raining. 
And a lot of the guys, I, I was only one in the cart because of, you know, I had the camera gear and all that stuff. And we just took a break. We just, we just stopped to take a moment uh, because there was a halfway house there on the course. And so we're sitting there and the only group behind us, which is the last group, which was at the time, the last group on the golf course, they were in the hole behind us. They finished up and they drove up and who was in the group, but Bryce Butler and I'm he crazy. rolls up and, the, and he had a cool, he had a trap golf hat on. He was, uh, he's playing with a couple of his buddies. And the first thing I said to him was like, he rolled again, he rolled up. We were sitting underneath the, the awning of the halfway. I said, yo, Bryce, what's up, man? How's it going? And you know, for, to be brutally fair, uh, I'm sure Bryce meets a lot of golfers on the golf course. And he had this look of like, who's this dude? Like, who's this dude who knows who I am? And all I said was, I helped you with your what's in the bag when you were like filming this thing. And I used to work for Golf DBRX. And, you know, I met you a couple of years ago, a few years ago now at this uh, Callaway launch event. He was like, yo, man, what's going on? How's it, how's it going? What are you doing here? And I was just like, you know what? Golf has, has introduced me to, like, golf has already introduced me to people. But to be able to, like, run into someone who is, first of all, before, like, before you even say, like, you know, is a professional sports guy, you know, is a big, like, golf guy, does YouTube stuff. Just, like, to meet other awesome, nice people and to be able to say hi and talk to them and all that stuff like golf does that and yeah, i think golf the golf world is uh is extremely small smaller than some people might think um especially if we start sharing contacts and stuff but you're right the amount of people that we have met the people i've met contacts i've made um you know people i fit i mean it's just it's insane. I, you know, how many times can you say you fit someone that used to run the air force in your country? Like it's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, you know, and you, you fit, you know, some pretty big athletes at the end of the day, they're all just gear junkies and they're humans just like the rest of us. But yeah, you're right. It's, I was thinking about that the other day of just a couple of people that I fit this year. And it's just, you know, you know, these people have been on in front of, on the world stage in front of media for years and they're, well-known people but at the end of the day they're sitting in the in the hitting bay with you or they're you know mid-fit they're sitting on the ground just shooting the breeze with you like normal people and i mean it's it's it is pretty cool our job is uh the golf industry is a fun place golf golf is the great equalizer and and i'll end i'll end on this mike because i think it's something that um people don't necessarily realize or even us like we don't realize the impact of you know this could be overstating or whatever it happens to be and i don't like to get into the superlative of like whatever like a, a situation creates but we were out tonight we were out on this will do we were out on the putting course and we were just having some fun you know we had our contest winners we had uh, victor from va shafts out there and we were just we were just playing the 18 hole putting course we we're just you know messing around we had our putters, we had a few golf balls, and we we're just having fun. So we finished up on the 18th hole. A few dollars were won. Uh, there was a couple hole in ones. One of our contest winners, Michael, shout out to Michael for having his having a hole in one. And these are not easy mini golf holes. Victor had a couple. And Victor, I still owe you a couple bucks. But 
we're standing around after we, we finished our 18 holes and there was a husband and wife, little, they had a little boy and a little daughter. Little daughter was like 18 months old. She was just running around the putting green. It was just cool to see. She was out there having fun with her mom and dad. And there was a little guy, his name was Lucas. So shout out Lucas. And I don't know if you listen to the show at all, but you know, we saw you there and we, and we, we thank you for, for saying hello. And he was talking to Ian. God knows Lucas didn't know who the heck I was, but that's very much okay. And they said, Hey, you're, you're the, you're the guys from TXG. And we said, yeah, but just, you know, and just to be able to say hi to people and we encourage people to come up. If you see us say hello again, if you see Mike and I, <laughs> you're already listening to this, you're, you're thinking of Mike and I, um, go ahead, say hello. We're happy to say hi, but the 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 fun that it is to interact with golfers i'm not saying to you know again i'm not overstating what we do or whatever it happens to be but the when it boils down to it to be able to just interact with with other people that are golfers from the old and the young and you know high handicap to low handicap whatever it happens to be we all just play this game for something that we the reason we enjoy it and you know, I got to see Ian interact with his little kid for, you know, five, 10 minutes and ask about his game. And he was shy. He, you know, he's nervous talking to like people he doesn't know. And, but we're all golfers. We're all golfers enjoying this game, whether it be on a, on a big course or a short course or a putting green or a practice green, whatever it happens to be. And I think that's the most important thing because like I got to see it today. I got to see it like last couple of days. I've seen it before at, at golf courses around and it's, it's all about what this game does. And I touched on it off the top. It brings people from all backgrounds. You know, you could be, you could play any sport for a living. What does everyone want to do when they retire? You're Charles Barkley. What do you want to do? You want to play golf? You're Tom Brady. What do you want to do? You want to be a golfer. And I think that's, that's such a, you're a baseball player. What do you want to do? You want to play golf? And to me, that's like the most cool thing about this, this whole sport, this whole activity is it brings people from all these different backgrounds together to enjoy the exact same thing. And I, I, I've witnessed it this week. I've witnessed this this evening and I'm, you know, I'm always, I'm always very thankful to be able to, to do what I do. And for those who listen along and listen to us, thanks for following us because it's, it's an absolute blast. That, RB, that's me you, finishing up, Mike. As I say, if you start crying here, we're ending it right away. No, I'm not. I'm like, I could, I'm like, I'm jacked up. I'm not crying. Like that's, it is, it is like the, the absolute thing that I love about golf. And I've talked about it with, with Johnny wonder, you know, maybe that athlete thing was like partially stolen from him. All credit to Johnny, but people want to play golf. Like, you know, no one, no one finishes their career in other sports. Like, you know, I really want to take up baseball. I really want to take up hockey. It's like, no, nah, I want to play golf with my buddies, regardless of our skill level, regardless of our age, whatever it happens to be. We're, we're on a living, a level playing field when we're out on the golf course. And I think to me, that's the coolest thing. Cause you, like, you know, Mike, like you went, you recently, like this year, you've taken friends that haven't played golf for it to the range. Like what's that experience like? Yeah, I mean it's it's cool because they all they all get the bug, right? They they hit a couple shots, and you know these guys, buddies of mine, have masters in this and masters in that, and um, you know 
they struggle to know what's right and left when they're standing over a golf ball, which I find extremely funny. Um, you know, we all played sports growing up and, you know, in the beginning, they're the worst golfers, but the minute that the minute that new golfer hits that pitching wedge crispy and it goes straight or goes relatively well, you can see their mind is going a thousand miles a, a second. I mean, it's, it's insane. And it's not the cottage Springs that are making their mind go a thousand miles a second. It's the pure golf shot. So it is cool that, you know, my buddies are taking it a little bit more seriously. They want to go to the golf course. They want to go to the range. Um, they want equipment. Um, so they're raiding my basement for equipment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, it's, it's very cool. You know, I, I honestly think of it as probably what my dad felt when, you know, I wanted to go to the range for the first time. Like, and I asked him, Hey, let's go to the range. Um, you know, and it, it's cool. It's, you know, it gives you the opportunity. Hey, you're gonna have more people to play golf with potentially they become customers in three to five years. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a cool, the golf industry is just, I mean, <laughs> the guy I was fitting today who flew F-18 fighter jets for a living, which don't even get me started on planes, but is that is the biggest dream of mine is to sit co-pilot in an F-18. Um, I nearly spent $6,000 like three years ago to do it in California. Um, that's a whole nother podcast. But anyways, the guy basically <laughs> said, he, you know, he was asking me about my career and asking me about TXG and a bunch of stuff. And, and he was like, he goes, you know how cool it is that you get paid to do what you love? He's like, I got paid to fly F-18 fighter jets. He goes, he goes, you can't get any cooler than that. He goes, he goes, if I could do it again, he goes, I'd love to be in the golf industry. And I said to him, if I could do it again, I'd love to be an F-18 fighter jet pilot. So let's trade. Um, but I mean, the, the guys, some of the info he had that he was talking about was just it, you know, it, the one thing I will say is we sometimes take it for granted because when you, you go away on a trip for work or just a trip for fun and you come back and you're like, wow, this place is pretty cool. You know, it's, the facility we work on, the people we work with, the customers we work with, it is, it is awesome. So, um, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty damn impressive. I don't know where I'm going with this, but the golf industry is great. Golf is great. That's where I was going with it. Golf is, golf is good. You know, here's a funny story. I'll end on this, uh, for someone who has his family in the military and my brother is someone who works in like logistics and like a lot of the, the back end stuff. He's a smart kid. And they asked him like when he was going through some of the testing, they're like, you know, you got your, you fit the body size. You're like a small type dude. You could fit into an airplane and you want to fly fighter jets. And, you know, he, he's still my brother. And the, the joke, like he, he was joking, but he was, he literally was like serious about it. He's like, I don't want to fly jets. Cause like I've lost keys to cars before and I don't want to lose the keys to a jet. <laughs> And, yeah. you know, it is, it's like, it's one of those things where like, it is, it, 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 golf puts people on a level playing field. And, you know, my brother who is the, you know, didn't want to be a jet fighter pilot, but he was, he, he was bugging me. He's like, you know, I took him golf. All my buddies are playing golf and golf creates a level playing field. And I think that that's, that's the cool thing about the whole, the game itself is you're an athlete. You're not an athlete. You're just someone who wants to enjoy 
walking around with your friends, you get that and, and you get that from the game. And you know, to your exactly to your point, I I I I really try not to take for granted the experience that I have every day working with golfers and talking to golfers. And you know, this today that this show that we're you know what it is, it is what it is, but I mean, it's a little bit of rambling. It's a little bit of time of Piner. It's a little bit of the whole experience and in, in what golf is, but golf is really fun. You know, you ever watch Ted Lasso and the guy from golf is life. Football is football. life. Football is life. <laughs> and it is, it's like, it, it is this, it's this unique experience and we're, uh, we're thankful to have it. And Mike, <clears throat> I'm always, I'm always happy to chat with you about it. You know, people, people don't realize that we spend a whole week talking about golf and then we get on here. And we hit we hit topics and all kinds of crap that we we wouldn't even get to during the week, and it's always a pleasure. It's a late night, but you know what? I had a lot of fun talking golf with you, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Thank you, sir. Have a good rest of your trip. Travel safe. I won't see you when you're back, um, but have a good Canadian Thanksgiving. Enjoy some turkey. Um, yeah, I'll be off. I'll be off grid for the weekend. So adios. Me too. I, hey, before we go. Do you want anything from the gift shop, Mike? You know what? I have, uh, I've got coasters. I've got postcards. I've got flags from Pinehurst. I'm, I'm gift out. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Mike. See you, pal.